<laughs> What's going on here? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. Alongside me, as always, is George Rogers. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, re- we're reviewing Xanadu today. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. I watched Xanadu last night. I said it gone in 60 seconds. You, you <laughs> lie like a rug. I did watch Xanadu last night. Did you actually? No, I didn't. Oh. I fell asleep right after uh, going 60 seconds. But uh, don't worry, this movie's coming this summer because it's part of our summer blockbuster. Uh, uh, the, the 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 three months of summer blockbusters. Xanadu's going to be right in the smack dab middle. But, uh... Hey, well, here we are to do Gone 60 Seconds, and boy, was this movie fucking garbage. So, um, anyway, let's, uh, let's turn it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think anything's really happened in the movie. Well, uh, uh, the, we got the, our trailer for Godzilla vs. Yep. Kong. Yeah, and what'd you think of it, George? You know, man, I... You have a taller viewers. I mean, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did too. Uh, I especially love the part when... <clears throat> when Godzilla knocked Khan down and said, you're not a king, you're not even a man. <laughs> and then Kong's like, hey, save Mothra. Why and Godzilla's like, why'd you say that name? <laughs> but no, no, no. But seriously, it looks good. It looks like... She with you. It looks like Godzilla had a uh, had a heel turn well, in between the films. Here, here I, I am. am. Looks like there's a bit of a heel turn or Godzilla's kind of going crazy for... No, and no one seems to know why. I wonder what Mecha Godzilla's gonna look like. I hope he looks as ridiculous as he did, like in the in the old. Like I want him to look movies. like a robot. I don't want to be like a cyborg and look like Godzilla. No, yeah, I want him to be. Like I want him to be like full metal. Like th- like they spent years. I'm like, hey, we're gonna build this giant fucking lizard, but he's gonna be made out of metal. Yeah, I think that's probably why he's freaking out. Is because he knows that something's not right. Because they probably use his DNA because they got the the severed head from Ghidorah. Yeah, which no doubt has his DNA because he bit the fucking head off. Mm-hmm. So they probably use his DNA to help create Mecha Godzilla. So he probably realizes something's wrong and he's just going ass out crazy. Maybe he's looking for Mecha Godzilla. Maybe. Or maybe the fact that Kong is coming to the mainland and it's just setting him off because mm-hmm. it's been like a centuries long battle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for I it. Too. I'm hyped for it. Yeah. I don't want too somebody much also, interaction somebody with also, humans, though. Somebody also mentioned they could be doing Mecha King Ghidorah, which I'm okay with that, but if you're going to do Mecha Godzilla, don't bring in Mecha King Ghidorah. Like, save that shit. Mm-hmm. You know? But, I mean, hey, I I enjoy... Well, you feel, like I sent you that screenshot. Somebody noticed it in the trailer. There's mm-hmm. definitely a mech in there. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's Godzilla, but... Um, but... Um, I'm excited for it. I thought mm-hmm. Godzilla King of Monsters had a little bit too much of the, a human bullshit in it. Like, I didn't give, about, give a fuck about Frau Farbis and that shit like that. Vera Farmiga. Like, mm-hmm. I just, whatever. I, that whole storyline, I don't give a I go to see Godzilla because I want to see a giant fucking lizard fight another fucking giant lizard. Or yeah. a monkey, you know? But, um... I, you know what I mean? Like, oh... Hey, listen to that. <laughs> Pause that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what else? What else? Ah, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. Woo! For as you don't know, I was a Buccaneers fan for 18 years where I jumped ship and had to deal with all their bullshit. Had I, had I, had I, had I could have seen the future and saw that they were going to sign Bruce Arians and then sign Tom Brady and then be in the Super Bowl, I probably would have just stuck it out. But I like the Saints too. Whatever. I'm excited. My dad's excited. My dad's been a Buccaneers fan since 76. So, whatever. Let's hope they win. Plus, I'll win money, too, because our pool for uh, we did with all our friends has has me picking the Bucks over the Chiefs. So, But it is what it is. Uh, let me think. What else? Was there anything else? Um, I don't think so. I don't so. think so, either. I was trying to think earlier, <clears throat> writing it down. You... You gave them a nice uh, video about the WB network, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy to think about. There's, there's a lot of like people who are just kind of, I don't want to say dumb or stupid, but dumb and stupid. Um, because they're like, oh, well, what's going to happen to the stuff on the network? It's like, it's all going to Peacock. People are just idiots. 
Like it, like nothing's changing like with the content. All that content is still there. It's just gonna be on a different streaming site. Mm-hmm. Like, start, like, um, like, like relax, guys, relax. What was I gonna say? Um, um about that. Oh. Uh, so you can clearly see um, that the virus is taking its toll on Disney finances. Yeah. Because Disney had a little partnership with WWE. That's why they were covering it on ESPN. And they were one of the companies that were bidding to have the network part of... They wanted to have... They want, exactly what happened with Peacock. They were trying to get that with ESPN Plus. Right. Which, I mean, I would I already have it, so I would have been fine with it. But... Mm-hmm. Um, Clearly, Disney does not have the money to offer them a billion dollars because, I mean, they're par- they're suffering because yeah, they, their parks aren't open. Yeah, well, I mean, you know? they, they're going to make they're going to make a shit ton of money on it because NBC because NBC Universal has money on top of money. They're yeah, like not to mention they're, that they're, they're a they're service like a, provider. Yeah, they're like AT and T. So yeah. they're like, and as as I said in the video, as I said in the video, a lot of people around here because of the stranglehold that Xfinity has mm-hmm. on our area, mm-hmm. like get this. The other side of the park can have fires, uh-huh. but we don't have fires. Yeah. It's like, like that down by me. Yeah, it's insane. It's like one side of the street can have it, one side can't. Yeah. Because, X, I mean, Xfinity has a stranglehold, but if you have Xfinity already, you already have Peacock Premium. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's <sighs> no, it really isn't any added money to you because it's, it's part of your cable bill already. Yeah. Like you don't even realize it's there. It's yeah, just correct. there. What do you do? I'm saying, hey, take, take this off. I don't, it's like it comes free. Uh-huh. Like HBO Max, it's mm-hmm. free with, with Xfinity. Just kind of... HBO Max isn't free. Where, where the Xfinity is. It's not. Oh, you okay. have to have the HBO channels to get HBO Max. Oh, okay. All right. All but right. but it's an added bonus because you have live HBO then. Yeah. Along with the app. So yeah. you're you're getting two for the price of one. Yeah. You know, so where before, if you had, you know, before mm-hmm. they did that partnership or whatever. I mean, this is, I mean, this is a smart deal because you always get people who's bitching. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting rid of my network because I don't like the yeah. product. It's like, you, you still fucking watch every goddamn paper. You like mm-hmm. settle down. Yeah. Like ten. Uh, mean, meanwhile, Jericho's fucking body is melting over in AEW and yeah. nearly killed himself doing yeah, a line salt. Yeah, you're gonna pay fucking fifty bucks to watch whatever the hell AEW is limping to watch. To, the fucking may- bar to watch with. maybe two good matches over the course of an entire pay per view. Yeah. No, thank you. Or ten bucks a month, and you can watch a pay per view that's usually eighty dollars in WrestleMania. It pays for itself for mm-hmm. the first. Pay it, it literally pays for itself with the first big four pay per view you watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, true. Yeah. It's true. And they're going to... Remember how much money yeah. we used to have to spend when we were... Or our parents would have to spend? Yeah. I mean, just like 50 bucks a month or at minimum 50 bucks for the big four. You know, or 60, WrestleMania whatever, 50, was always more. WrestleMania would be like $80. I think, WrestleMania, I think, was at, the, at that time was like 60 Yeah. And then the rest were 50 Um, But... I mean, I've always. Enjoyed I mean, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a good deal all around because Peacock agree. has other stuff on there too. So it's like for five bucks, you're getting the WWE Network, and you're getting more. And that's just if you want ads. If you want to add free, then it's just a regular ten. Yeah. But you're still making that because you're still. I mean, you're already paying ten for the for the network anyway. But now you're getting everything else that Peacock has. So it's you're getting like you're getting more for what you're paying for, mm-hmm. which is what you want from a streaming service. Mm-hmm. So you're not paying, you know, $12 a month for, oh, well, they just took Mulan off, but I had to pay more for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. I'm glad Disney's not doing that again. Like, you know, I, listen, I'm, I'm a Disney guy. I grew up at Disney. Fuck, I'm going to Disney in fucking 36 hours. Yeah, yeah I know there's a fucking pandemic blowing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Um, I haven't been there in nine years. And the last time I was there was uh, with my fucking cunt of an ex-wife. So I need to need to get rid of that uh, that stench. If you know what I mean. I do. So. Uh, so speaking of stenches and the fact you're going to Disney, make sure you go on Jungle Cruise because it's going to be ethnically cleansed next time you go. I don't understand what that means. <clears throat> they're they're going to make it more inclusive, which means I think they're getting rid of the cannibals on the ride. I guess they're too savage. Whatever. I don't know. Apparently, people have been crying out for it. I think five people were like, hey, we should probably change this. Then they, it turns an outrage. Oh, you mean like the, the like, small like vocal the, minority that bitched about fucking Splash Mountain? Yeah, the small vocal minority, but they have the loudest fucking voice. Yeah, the people who've never seen Song in the South but claim mm-hmm. it's racist even though it's not racist. Yeah. Yeah. 
whatever. <clears throat> All eat, right. eat a dick. Well, you hear me? I said eat a dick. Well, speaking of dick, dick rhymes with Nick, Nicholas Cage. We're doing Gone in 60 Seconds today. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh. You know, we kind of need this as a palate cleanser because we've done a lot of good movies in a row. We need something to bring us back down and realize, you know what? Not every movie is a 10. Yeah. Because this movie is not a 10. No. Nobody thinks it's a 10. Uh, <laughs> you want to start doing this? Uh, yeah. When was when did you first see this movie? I saw this rented DVD uh-huh. from A&Z Video in Wrightstown uh, <coughs> at my buddy's house. We went to the... Went up to the local video store, ANZ Video in Wrightstown, right on the main drag there next to what used to be Ames. Mm-hmm. But obviously it wasn't because 9-11 kind of killed Wrightstown. Yeah. When they shut down the base. Yeah. And we took it back and we watched it and we thought this was the greatest movie ever because it was the year 2000 and we didn't know any better. In the year 2000! Thank you. <clears throat> and I remember because... And I was like, oh, there's special features. And I was like so excited for special features because I'm like, oh, what's this got? What do we, we got it. And I had the video for the cult painted on your heart, which mm-hmm. is a, the song from this movie, which is better than the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, when, when did you see this? The uh, I've seen this movie twice, once <laughs> about 10 years ago and last night. <laughs> like, it's a fun movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's. Definitely not a movie that I would sit down and be like, I've got to watch it. Like, mm. eh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So bear with me if I don't uh, know this movie like the back of my hand, because uh, it was really hard for me to pay attention last night. So. <laughs> I had no choice. I had to charge my phone while I was watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And the phone charges and. Front is on the other side of the room. So. No, I just felt I just found myself <clears throat> laying back on my bed and staring at the ceiling at times. So let's begin. Are you going to read, or are you just reading to yourself? I'm reading to myself. Okay, it's well. better than this movie. <laughs> Going in sixty seconds. Released June 9th, two thousand. Budget. Of ninety million to a hundred and three point three million dollars, with a box office intake of two hundred and thirty-seven point two million dollars. Directed by Dominic Senna, produced by Jerry Brockheimer and Mike Stenson, written by Scott Rosenberg, music by Trevor Rabin from Yes. Oh, hmm. I like Trevor Rabin. Mm-hmm. I like that era of Yes too. Based on Gone in sixty seconds by H. B. Halecki. Or Halicky, however you want to pronounce it. I've heard, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually saw it with a guy whose last name was Halicky. So, uh, starring Nicholas Cage, Angelina Jolie, Giovanni Verbisi, Delroy Lindo, Will Patton, Christopher Eccleston, Robert Duvall, and Chai McBride. I forgot Christopher Eccleston was in this movie. Yeah, looking every bit of a low rent Nicholas. Uh, looking Le- at every- Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, before we even had high rent Nick. Before we even had high rent Liam Neeson yeah. at that point. Uh, whoops. That song's not in this movie. It fucking should have been. It should have been. <laughs> God, it's so bad. Car thief Kip Rain Rains works for his gang to steal 50 T- high-end typical. cars for Raymond Calitri, a British gangster in Long Beach, California. After stealing a Porsche 996 from a showroom, Kip unwittingly leads the police to his cruise warehouse, forcing the thieves to flee. Detectives Castlebeck and Drykov impound the stolen cars and open an investigation. Atlee Jackson, Kalitri's associate, reaches out to Kip's older brother, Randall Memphis Reigns, a notorious but reformed car thief. Memphis meets with Kalitri, who has kidnapped Kip and threatens to kill him in a car crusher. Memphis agrees to steal the 50 cars within, within 72 hours and Kip is released. Kalitra warns if the car is not delivered on time, Kip will be killed. This movie is terrible. <laughs> fucking, fucking bad. Yeah. Just bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was watching last night, I was like, did, it was like, was this a Michael Bay film? It feels Michael Bay, right? Everything felt Michael Bay in Well, Brockheimer, so yeah. that's why. 
But like, I definitely thought this was a Michael Bay oh, film. Like when you watch, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of horseshit nonsense. Oh, yeah. A lot of you know, a lot of very vanilla background characters that are just kind of there. Like anybody could have played Kip Reigns. Mm-hmm. Any like, you didn't need Giovanni Ribisi. You literally could have just put you in that role at 13 and been like, "Hey, I can do this," and it would have been believable. Mm-hmm. Uh there are some good actors in this movie. Like, like Timothy Oliphant is the second. Oh yeah, I forgot the about second him. detective. He's yeah, the, I forgot he was. He's Detective Dry Cop. Yeah. Who randomly at one point in the movie uses a Cajun accent mm-hmm. and then never uses it again. Ever again. Uh, Delroy Lindo is Detective Caspic. He's a great actor. And he definitely, definitely made me believe that he's a hardened detective who's got this grudge against, you know, car thieves because he was made to look a fool because he never caught Memphis Reigns. Mm-hmm. I love the 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 build up of the allure or or the build up of the of the legend of Memphis Reigns. Oh, when you left the area, all car all uh, all car jackings went down in the city, or all, all, all car theft went down in the city forty seven percent. Like he was that good. Of a car thief. Mm-hmm. And as I told you when we were watching, I think this is Nicolas Cage's real hairline in this. I think he just dyed his hair blonde. But uh, I, yeah, I think but Nicholas, I think that's his hairline. I'll be honest with you. I I think Nicolas Cage, for the most part, has had his real hair in most of his movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got his real hair now. Oh, no. Because somehow he gained a hairline. Yeah, somehow he gained sideburns and like and like this side of his head, like above yeah. his temples. Yeah. Where I don't have, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to put fake hair on to make it seem like I look like Harry Ellis from fucking Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans, uh, Booby. Booby. I'm your white knight. Um, Where? A lot of the day- What about a fucking retard, man? Um, anyway. A lot of the daytime shots had that weird fucking yellow hue. Uh, that that Michael Bayism. That it, it, it's like a Michael Bayism, but without Michael Bay. And I had I was like I was like maybe it's just like a trend of this director. Mm-hmm. So I looked them up to see. I was like I was like all right, what else has Dominic Senna directed mm-hmm. that I have seen? Uh, he he has, answered nothing. He has directed one other movie I've seen. Yeah, Swordfish. <laughs> Which also has that same fucking oh my God, bullshit yeah, it here. Does. The other movies he directed was uh, California in 1993, Whiteout in 2009, and Season of the Witch in 2011. Another Nicolas Cage movie. But he made his claim to Season fame. of the Witch was actually pretty good. He made his claim to fame being a music video director. Now you're probably saying, hey, what videos has this guy directed? Dean... I've got a list. What do you got? Do you want me to tell you? I'll tell you, I'll run off a few. I'm not going to run them all off because he's done a, a lot for a, 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 a lot of bullshit. Uh, no Easy Way Out by Robert Tepper, which is one of the songs used in one of the 64 montages in Rocky Four, which I didn't realize they made a goddamn video for that, but apparently they did. He directed the video for the Top Gun anthem. Um... Should Have Known Better by Richard Marks. The Pleasure Principle by Janet Jackson. Little Lies by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, let's see, what else do we got here? Miss You Much and Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. Talk to Me by Anita Baker. A little, mm-hmm. little bit of Anita. A mm-hmm. little Baker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done some... I mean, he did, looks like he did a lot of uh, like Janet Jackson videos. But, I mean... A lot of one-offs, like like nothing big. Like he didn't do Thriller or fucking Bad or any of that shit. I mean, obviously not. We know who did those, but it wasn't like he did any major. But it's like you're a music video director, and you're like, hey, I can direct this movie about people stealing cars. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm sure you can. Mm-hmm. We get to meet a little bit of Kip's gang. Like he's got the, the this uh, this Keanu Reeves knockoff. Who I don't even know who that fucking dude is, but he's a low rent Counter Reeves, the lowest of rents, along with the low rent Dave Chappelle, who is yeah. who is every bit of a two thousands black stereotype as you can get. Oh yeah. At one point in the movie, when he's talking to Vinnie Jones's character, because because Vinnie Jones because, is everything in early because 2000s. we know how funny it's going to be if we have the stoic mute guy with the animated black guy. 
It's like, oh, they're going to be a match made in, in comedic <coughs> heaven. Uh, newsflash, it wasn't. No. When he's like, you know, black people don't like cold weather. <coughs> it's like, I'm going to go home, smoke a, smoke a joint, watch two hours of Roots, and kick your ass. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like they literally just wrote and said, hey, can you just act like a black guy yeah. that you would see in a movie? Mm-hmm. Just do that and up it. Like, just feed into every stereotype. It, it's... It was uh, going back to look at it. I'm like, this is borderline fucking cringeworthy. But I digress. Memphis meets his old mentor Otto Hallowell and the assembled crew of old associates. Donnie is tricky, now a driving instructor. Sphinx, a mute mortician, and Sarah Sway Whalen, a mechanic and bartender. Kip and his crew volunteer to help, and the group track down the cars giving each a code name. Memphis insists on saving the 67 Ford Shelby GT500 dubbed Eleanor, which he has attempted to steal for which he has attempted to steal before for last. While scouting the cars, he and Kip narrowly avoid being killed by a rival gang. Hoping to deliver the cars before they can be traced, the crew plan to steal all 50 cars in one night. Uh so Memphis's crew once again, I mean, it's it's a pretty, I don't want to say it's a pretty vanilla crew, because his crew's actually kind of fleshed out a bit. Like, Chai McBride is, da- is, is Donnie Estricky, who is a car thief, but he's that, uh, like, that comedic little, you know, he's got, like, a little one-liner here or there. Robert Duvall as, you know, his mentor, which I, I do enjoy Robert Duvall. I think he was another one of the shining points of this movie. Yeah, I I, I like Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sphinx, who is, who is Vinnie Jones, like, this you know, this mute mortician and Sway, which is Angelina Jolie, who was, I think, 24 when she did this. Nicholas Cage was 35 and they had a relationship. Obviously, they had a relationship prior, six years prior to this movie. So if the ages remain the same, uh-huh. a 29-year-old Nicholas Cage was having a thing with an 18-year-old uh, Angelina Jolie. It's like, that's that's borderline icky. But, eh. And she looks every fucking bit of 2000s. Yeah. You know, Stupid she's got like... fucking dreads. The, the fucking dirty looking dreads, the blonde, that's, that, that's clearly bleach blonde. That's 100% a wig. Um, hey, so I want to... What do you got? Diverge you, for a second. What do you got for me? What do you got for Did me? you know... That this is a remake? Yes, I did. I didn't know that. I, I thought James Caan was in the original, but I must have thought of something way fucking different. Oh, yeah, because there is like... Because no, James Caan is not in this. There is <laughs> no actual actors in this movie. No. Uh, if you look at the uh, starring, it stars the guy who created the... Who wrote it, mm-hmm. H.B. Halicki, uh, and the actual car, Eleanor. Oh. The car has... Uh, okay. Yeah. Fucking way, uh, Toby Halicki, mm-hmm. Halicki, who's been dead since 1984. So they didn't run into any problems remaking this movie. Mm, doesn't seem that way. Yeah. I mean, I do like Vinnie Jones, and he's you know he's all mute and he's a badass when uh, Nicholas Cage walks out of the bar after Angelina Jolie turns him down and Master P and his fucking group I'm assuming it's the No Limit Soldiers walk up to him and say like, oh you ruined business for me in the past I'm gonna kick your ass and then Vinnie Jones blows his car up by lighting a rag that's in his gas tank mm-hmm. classic Vinnie Jones classic fucking Vinnie Jones pretty much yeah but yeah but but Kip's crew is so <clears> fucking <throat> vanilla anybody anybody else could have played anybody in those goddamn roles even fucking Scott Scott Kahn, who's a, I I guess the only other name I recognize in in Kip's crew, the only name I fucking recognize in Kip's crew, mm-hmm. like even he who can act should like like could have been played by anybody else, like anybody could have fucking played him. Yeah, George Lopez. <sighs> fucking please, <laughs> that would have been great. Castlebeck and Drykoff learn that Kip bribed a Mercedes dealership employee to order laser-cut transponder keys, enabling the detectives to stake out the Mercedes cars on the crew's list. A member of Kip's crew impulsively steals a Cadillac Eldorado not on the list, and the crew discovers a stash of heroin in the trunk. Castlebeck arrives, forcing the crew to distract him while they dispose of the drugs. 
He leaves having ascertained that the heist is happening that night. This is kind of a weird fucking scene for mm-hmm. no reason. Mm-hmm. Because uh, low-rent Keanu Reeves steals this fucking car from Chinatown that mm-hmm. had its keys in ignition. He's like, oh, you think all I can do is order pizzas? I stole this car myself. He even talks like fucking Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, are you just like trying to be in? <clears throat> and then they find the heroin in the trunk. It's like, yeah, because it's a fucking drug dealer's car. Yeah. And nobody, and they said, it's like, nobody can be stupid enough to steal that car in that area. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Castleback shows up. They find the the drugs in the trunk. And for some reason, Mirror Man, who is black stereotype number one in this movie, like, reaches out for the drugs to, like, take it. It's like, why? Like, do you need to have him lunge for the fucking drugs? <laughs> so, of course, the fucking bag rips open. So that's... So it's got drugs on the floor and on the fucking side of the car, which, you know, causes uh, Nicolas Cage's uh, Memphis Reigns to... Think on his feet and be like, oh, you thought I just, you know, there's no one that I stripped her down and got her. No, you started up. Mm-hmm. No, you hurt my feelings. Started up. That I started in, you know, nonsense fucking ensues. It was just like an odd fucking scene. The whole movie is odd, and this is what you're complaining about? Well, this is one of them. It just didn't make any sense to me. Like, why bother having this just to show that Kip's crew is impulsive and inexperienced and just do whatever the fuck they feel? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what goes like after that. It's like, oh, all of your decision-making privileges have been removed. It's like, like all right, I, I guess that's what the fuck we're doing. Robert Duvall is 90. Is he really? Yeah. Good for him. I mean, I knew he was older, but I didn't realize he was like 90. I didn't either. Is he, like, did he turn 90 this year or is he going to be 91 this year? He turned 90 this year. Okay. <clears throat> He's a great actor. Uh-huh. Does he have an Oscar? I think he has one. Doesn't he? he fucking deserves one? Not for this movie, but for other movies he's done where he's been better. Let's see. Let's see. Yes, he won a Best Actor award for Tender Mercies. Oh, good for him. Good for him. The um. Oh God. And he's been nominated for The Godfather, Apocalypse Now. He was the nominated great, for Godfather. Yeah, The Great oh. Santini. Uh, for Best Supporting Actor. Mm. Oh, of course. Uh, the Apostle, Civil Action, The Judge. He's also a raving Trump supporter, too. Yeah, well, I mean, he's older, so that's kind of to be expected. <coughs> Ooh. This this movie is rough to fucking get through. Yeah. Don't worry, because we're going to do Speed 2 in, in retaliation for this. Once I said before, you could have shot this down at any time when I suggested it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's I mean, good, it's, it's a fun. But film. like I said, like yeah, it, I mean, it's a good palate cleanser because we've done a lot of really good movies, so we need like a shitty one kind of. Yeah. Plus, tucked ne- away. next week's episode is uh, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Yeah, but we enjoy Batman and Robin. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna. I enjoy apart, watching but... Batman and Robin more than I enjoy watching Gone in sixty seconds. I'll put it to you that way. It's not hard to. Because Batman Robin doesn't try to take itself seriously. Yeah. This tried to take itself as like a serious yeah. fucking like action comedy. This is probably the reason why we got fucking Fast and Furious. So, yeah. We got the Fast and Furious because they were like, hey, let's remake Point Break, but with cars. Yeah. They're like, what if Point Break and Gone 60 they, Seconds had... It was the same thing. They were what like, if Point Break and like, Gone hey, 60 Seconds had a Down Syndrome with baby. race cars. Yeah. Because yeah. Days, Days of Thunder is literally Top Gun. Yeah, but you love Days it. of Thunder. The fuck I do, yeah. Robert Duvall's in Days of Thunder. Yes, he is. He's also in Top Gun. No, he is not. He plays Top Toppington. Who's Top Toppington? Was that a deleted scene? Yeah. I think think you've confused Robert Duvall with Tom Skerritt and or Michael Ironside. You love Michael Ironside. He'll see you at the party. Couldn't take it. Turned his wings. You number one now. Slackers. Cooper couldn't, <laughs> Cooper couldn't handle You two are going to Myanmar. <laughs> when are we doing Top Gun? That's an excellent question. Are we going to do back-to-back Top Gun and Days of Thunder? <laughs> fucking should. They, we should. They're the like same fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of Tom Cruise. Who cares? I love Tom. Hey, hey Tom. Hey, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I don't care that he fucking yelled at his crew. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't be breaking fucking protocols. Sometimes yeah. you need to just fucking yell at a motherfucker. Not everybody can be coddled like the little bitches that they fucking are in today's hey, society. You, hey, sometimes you just gotta say, what the fuck? <laughs> well, sometimes, little, little, little risky business. Sometimes you. you need to just sit there and, and say, you need to back up and fuck your own face. Easy, easy, easy. I'm just quoting a movie. I know you are. Little little fun fact, I didn't know that it was Tom Cruise when I first saw Tropic Thunder. You didn't? No. Oh, I could tell. I, I just could, wasn't paying attention yeah, enough to, to realize it was him. Yeah, I could tell. I didn't notice until yeah. he was dancing at the after credits. I was like, that's Tom Cruise. So, I actually, I, I want to go all the way back to the beginning of the movie. Oh, God. We're starting over? Yeah, we're going to go all the way back to the No, it's because it's the opening credits that I want to go through. Okay. Because it has, like, that weird, like, fucking, like... Shot this from is inside news. a stopwatch this for Nicholas Cage. This is news to me because I actually missed yeah. the first fifteen minutes yeah. of the movie. And then it's so taking a shit. And then it, and then I have it more cu- important things. And then it do. cuts into some ridiculous fucking song playing while it's showing these pictures and shit that show all oh, like like Memphis and Kip grow up and they're badly fucking photoshopped. Of course in. they are, because of course they are. And it's just it it's <clears throat> it has like that two thousands feel. Like as soon as I put the DVD in, the DVD menu was like, hey. This movie came out in the year 2000. You have to show me. And I'm going to let you know it. You have to show oh, me. it's fucking bad. You have to show me when we get done. I'll put this. When, also, when I put it in, I had previews for other movies. Nice. Yeah. And they weren't good movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, so 2000. What would have been some of the movies on there? Uh, was one of them Fast and Furious? No. I, I, it was... Some like ridiculous shit. I can't even remember what they were. Big fat Greek wedding and Notting Hill. Fucking probably. Runaway bride. I skipped a couple of them. So the crew sets their heist in motion, stealing the various cars and delivering them to Atley on the docks. As they prepare to use the trans the, the transponder keys to seal the Mercedes, Memphis spots Castlebeck and Drykov watching from a surveillance van. Abandoning the cars under surveillance, the crew breaks into the police impound lot, distracting the guard and stealing the Mercedes cars. Originally stolen by Kip's crew. The plan is hampered temporarily when Otto's dog eats and eventually shits out the keys. Memphis and Sway rekindle their past romance while stealing a Lamborghini Diablo. Castlebeck and Drykoff return to the warehouse seized from Kip's crew, having found pieces of a broken blacklight lamp. The detectives discover the crew's list of 50 cars written in ultraviolet sensitive paint. With too many cars to track, Castlebeck focuses on the Shelby GT500, knowing Memphis will steal it last, and determines its location of the only and determines the location of the only 67 Shelby in the area. When the crew steals a Cadillac Escalade, police are alerted and open fire, wounding a member of Kip's crew. Memphis steals Eleanor just as the detectives arrive, leads the police on a chase through the city and into a shipyard, reaching the Vincent Thomas Bridge, blocked by an accident. Memphis jumps Eleanor off the ramp of a tow truck and lands on the other side, escaping police. I couldn't even get through that without fucking laughing. Mm-hmm. I do like parts of the of the car theft of the of the thievery happening mm-hmm. because it does. I mean, because it shows like a lot it goes into like, oh, you got to do it this way or one way or the other. I thought that was kind of interesting because it shows just how smart his crew is. When it comes to stealing cars. I mean, it's obviously not a trait that you really want to brag about, but it shows that oh, it's like, oh, this is how good they were. This is why Memphis is regarded as this, uh, as this legend of car thievery, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, God, the, the, one of the worst parts of this movie, and there's a lot, mm-hmm. there's a lot, as mm-hmm. you know, you is when they're all sitting in the garage before they go out, and Memphis, like, goes into some fucking, goes into some cabinet and pulls out this cardboard box that has all of his carjacking equipment and his black leather jacket, which he pulls out, looks at it and goes, I'm a bad man. That's just the start of that bullshit. And then it shows him, like, Walking down the steps, having this entrance while he's wearing his car thieving jacket. And he's telling me, it's like, oh, thanks. Thanks for doing this. You know, just take your time. We'll get through it. And then he's like, Donnie Lowrider. And Donnie plays Lowrider on a tape deck. And they're all sitting there. And all the older carjackers are like, 
vibing to it and like sway has got her is closing her eyes and she's like rolling her neck she's like ah like enjoying it like sphinx is looking up and he's like holding back tears donnie puts on his car thieving fedora mm-hmm. and then memphis just brings his hands up and like jazz fingers it, and then he's like all right let's ride and then they, and then they all just walk out from it's there it's fucking terrible i'm like this is bad mm-hmm. i mean a lot of the dialogue in this movie is fucking bad you don't say that scene is bad it's just not good it's weird because otto's wife is there and i don't know what she was doing there she's just there she's just in the room with them mm-hmm. i guess she's part of this somehow because she has like three lines in the fucking movie and she clearly is against otto stealing cars again because when Memphis goes to visit him for the first time and she's like, oh, hey, Junie, how you doing? She's like, oh, we're doing very well. Like, we're doing fine. Don't bring your bullshit around here. Because mm-hmm. she knows that, you know, there was a lot of yeah. fucking nonsense. And yeah. even when he's going down the list, you can see, like, his crew is either dead or in fucking jail. Yeah. Like, the only people there there are the ones who didn't get caught. And with the exception of Atlee, because Atlee has a uh, has a limp now, as he says, he goes he he's a retired car thief on a gimp. Like there's no work for him. You say gimp? Uh, well, well, that's what he says. He he he's a gimp, not a gimp as in he wears a black leather suit used for hardcore deviant gay sex, <laughs> but a gimp as in he's he's crippled. Right. So you, I don't walk with a limp right now. Right now, I did fucking Sunday mm. after I, after. Uh, after our Delaware shenanigans. <clears throat> oh my God, I was bad on Sunday. I was, I, I was like, oh, here is another fucking week and a half of me not being able to walk. But nah, I. But yeah, that's going to be me when I'm Will Patton's age. Uh, you know Michael Pena, the actor? Yeah. He plays this Latino gang member who assaults low-rent Keanu Reeves... And discount um, uh, Sean William Scott as they're walking the dog. He plays that guy and he's like, oh, I'm going to throw up, dog. Who gets a Jolly's messed around with dog shit? And he's like playing super fucking stereotype Latino gang member. Mm-hmm. He's got the flannel shirt with the one button up here. Basically, basically Conan mm-hmm. from Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Like that was basically, they're like, hey. Go watch some WW and look at the guy Conan. That's who I want you to play. But he had a, a very small part. And obviously they they save the the Shelby for last because he's a he's afraid of it. As Castlebeck says, he goes, "If I know our boy, he'll save this for last." And Drykoff is like, "Why?" He's like, "Because he's afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Because every time he goes to steal it, something happens." As they mentioned, you know, they flipped over. He flipped over on the freeway once. At one point, it drove off into the pier. So there's always some, always some nonsense going on whenever he tries to steal that car. Why not just steal it first then? Because it's a fucking Nicolas Cage movie. Because we got to have this video game like fucking car chase, and it, it it was insane watching it. I was telling Amy, I'm like, this is almost like it was setting up to be, hey, this is going to be a fucking video game, mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, this is how he is in the city. Now all of a sudden we're on some shipyard. Why are you in a shipyard? Because you're not supposed to be in a fucking shipyard. Because. Just to have that scene where that gi- where that giant fucking uh, air canister falls and barrels through cars and bounces off, just to have another car get hit by a wrecking ball and go through a wall, like it was insanity. You're saying it came in like a wrecking ball? I fucking guess. Ha <laughs> You proud of that one? I am. He arrives at Col- oh the fucking jump. I need to talk about the jump. Yes, you do. <sighs> I don't know what's fucking worse, the jump or anything else in this movie. Oh, you mean the jump of the bridge? Yeah. Mm, it is. Because that is thing. 2000 CGI. Oh, like, yeah. At its best. Oh, yeah. And by best, I mean. It's worst. And it's worse. Oh, my God. And that weird fucking swell of the music when he's in the air. Like. And his like, face, like when he was driving up to the ramp, he didn't even look like he was actually engaged in anything. Yeah. They were like, hey, Nick, just kind of lean to the left a little bit. Yeah. Ah. Uh, like, physics says that shouldn't have worked. 
Yeah. He should have just drove off that ramp and then into the accident that he was trying to fucking avoid. Oh, God. It's bad. He arrives at Kalichi's junkyard 12 minutes late, and Kalichi refuses to accept the slightly damaged Shelby slightly in my eyes, ordering his men to crush the car and kill Memphis. Kip and Atlee use the junkyard crane to knock out the henchman, and an armed Kalichi pursues Memphis into the warehouse as detectives arrive. Kalichi prepares to shoot Kasselbeck, but Memphis kicks Kalichi over the railing to his death. A grateful Kasselbeck lets Memphis go, and Memphis tells him where to find the container ship full of stolen cars. It just gets worse. Mm-hmm. Like the the climax. Did these smell good? No, I wouldn't eat those. M Ms. I yeah, but ants. Mm. I'm actually gonna throw that away because mm. I don't use it and ants. Right. I don't know if there has been ants in it, but there was an ant problem in this house, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't oh. be surprised. I mean, they're pretty well sealed, but I just don't trust it. Um. Yeah, he fucking shows up and he, he he puts his sunglasses on to look cool and then he gets hit in the face with fucking brass knucks by Malekith before he's fucking Malekith. Stupid. Or fucking Doctor Who, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call him. But he clearly, Christopher Eccleston became a better actor as time went on and uh-huh. it shows. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> fucking, he avoids being killed by fucking Atlee and Kip. And then goes back in and he's like, oh, hey. And then punch the face like, oh, you made your biggest mistake trying to kill me. It's like, all right, you're not a fucking tough guy. You're Nicolas Cage with bleach blonde hair. Yeah. Wearing your fucking car thieving leather jacket. And fucking he big boots him over this fucking railing and then falls. And then he falls into the coffin that he made. It's like, all right. It's, it's 2000, man. Fucking guess. I'm surprised they didn't have him fall th- like through the glass, into the coffin, and then have the coffin lid close. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Yeah, that's what I actually thought they were going to do. Because I, I 100% thought that was happening. Yeah, me too. I was like, it's ugh, fucking insane. And the cast box is like, oh, I'm in the middle of a hell of a moral dilemma. It's like, I would just arrest him. So like, yeah, he saved your life. But he also stole 50 cars. And... You said if he messed up again, you were going to put him away. I have a question. Do you? Why were they stealing the cars? Because uh, Raymond Kalitri had a, was tasked to steal those cars or for, for some South American friend. Mm-hmm. So he basically just hired carjackers to steal these cars. There was mm-hmm. it, MacGuffin. Okay. They had to steal these cars for reasons. Who wrote this movie? J.J. Abrams? Doesn't seem like it. No, there's no mystery box. Mm. It, the crew celebrates with a barbecue, and Kip reveals that he has bought Memphis a dilapidated 1967 Shelby GT500. Otto promises to restore the car, and Memphis invites Sway on a ride, but the car breaks down as they drive away. Finn, thank God this movie is fucking over. Mm-hmm. That barbecue scene is just like, it's like, it's every fucking heist movie. Where everyone's just, oh, everyone's getting together, everyone's friendly now. You know, the young crew and old crew had their differences, but they can bond because they stole 50 cars together and mm. got away with it. And and and, it's, and, and, and to top it off, they play fucking uh, Jane's Addiction's been caught stealing during the, during the end. It's like, did you, like, you had to? Mm-hmm. Like, was this even, like, someone saw this, like, you know what? We need to have Jane's addiction. We need to have Bing caught stealing right here. Mm-hmm. Because, get it, guys? They stole cars. Mm-hmm. It'll be funny. Mm-hmm. And then they go go away, and the car stalls, mm-hmm. as it does. And then the Colts' Pain on Your Heart plays over the credits. Mm-hmm. Which, that song does, it, it, it is a good song, because it's, I mean, it's the Colt. I'm, I'm a big fan. You're a big fan. Uh, and they suck. Matt Sorum was on drums on this song. It was after he came back to the band mm. because I was doing them Guns N' Roses and it was well before Velvet Revolver. Right. It was just, probably about, just a few years. Probably about four or five years before yeah. Velvet Revolver. Yeah. Um, the only other time that the song plays is when Memphis and Sway are stealing the Lamborghini and they're waiting and they're watching the, the couple, you know, pre-fooping 
mm. so they can steal the car and they have that fucking it, it's the dialogue that's amazing. You know, they rekindle their romance and he starts saying all these car terms while he's like making out with her. It's like, do you need those car terms to get a fucking wood? To get a fucking bonus? Like, oh, the, the, the synchro mesh and uh, straight in line. It's like, what are you doing? Just, you have 24 year old Angelina Jolie right there. You need car terms to mm-hmm. help you get going? Mm-hmm. And, uh, fuck it. Like, it was, it was bad to show that he's that much of a car guy. Yeah. He needs these terms to get going. So I he was like, hold on, wait, uh, can you take your clothes off and just read off this list of car parts? She's like, ah, uh, windshield wipers, lug nuts, funnel. And he's like, oh, keep going. Keep Battery. going. I'm almost there. Battery. <laughs> oh, airflow. Oh. <laughs> Defrosters. Oh, God. Out of ten, what's the number? What do you give it? What do you give it? Two. Four. I give it a four because there is some good parts to it, but the bad outweighs this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Like, Robert Duvall is really good. Well, uh, I'll give it a three. Delroy Lindo is, like, the, 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 there is some good acting, but the bad writing is just, like, you can tell some of the old actors were like, you know, what? We, we're going to try what and we, make this what work. What are we doing here? They're like, you know, it's bad, but we got to try and make this work. Like, Nicolas Cage is just like, he's like, I'm I'm in it for a paycheck. Isn't that all his movies? Are you playing uh, Frank Stallone? Yep, you guessed it. It's Frank Stallone. Is that the song from Staying Alive? Yeah, it is. Nice segue. <laughs> bad. Bad. Uh, yep, you guessed it, Frank um, Stallone. <laughs> do you have a favorite do you have a favorite scene that's not the credits? I like the car chase. Which one? The one like towards the end of the movie. Before the jump. Before the jump. Yeah. Before the jump and before the shipyard? Yes. That nonsense? Yeah. So everything in the city then? Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad car chase. That's not a bad car chase. Um, I I think my favorite scene is when... um, It's right after Memphis gets Kip out of the the car crusher and they're they're in Kip's house. And Kip makes breakfast for him and Memphis is like... Like he's like, oh, how is it? He's like, oh, it's it's good. Oh, it's bad. And then and then Kip tells him, well, what goes on in my kitchen is none of your concern. And he's like, well, as long as I'm living here, it is. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. (laughs) And there's our one per list. Now I think my do I even have a favorite scene of this movie? It's probably just. Is it this? What am I a fucking retard, man? Am I a fucking retard? Oh! Well, watching this movie, you know I would say yes. It's not like the my laugh fa- at the end makes that even it's, better than it it's is. It's not <laughs> like I think there's just like. You know what? It, it's when he's in the fucking Lamborghini dealership pretending to be like some rich guy. It's like, oh, my name's Roger. Can I help you? He's like, oh, my name's Roger. Hey, two Rogers don't make a right, huh? <laughs> and then he's like trying to pretend to be a rich guy. Mm. I, I just la- I laugh at that because it's, it's insane. But it's... Uh, it's bad because I have like 30 bad scenes that are in this movie. So like to find the one... That I like. It's probably just his first meeting with Raymond Kalitri because he's just trying to, mm. he's trying to show he's like a tough guy. He's got he's got the money, but Kalitri's not having any of it. And he's just and he's trying to show that he's a badass. I don't know. It's just like a giant like pissing contest. But it, it I enjoy it because you can tell that they actually tried mm. in that scene. Mm. And then like Kalitri's not answering him as to where Kip is. You know he's. Not it's not like he's evading the question. He's just he has other things he's gonna tell you first because mm-hmm. it's it's inconsequential. I mean, he doesn't care if he's got to kill somebody. Like whatever, it's gotta be done. It's gotta be done. 
Uh, what do you think is the worst scene, or what is your wor- the your what you think is the worst scene? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. It's the, the whole fucking movie. Honestly, the scene with Angelina Jolie in the Lamborghini. It, it's it's fucking cringe. It is extremely cringe. That was going to be my least favorite scene also. Yeah. It's bad. But since we're here and we're live, and you don't have your phone because we're recording on your phone, you can't see what I see right now. I'm going to show you. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Ha ho! Yes! There they are. Fraser Pops. Fraser Funko Pops. Finally! Now, look, I'm not a Funko collector. Uh, I, I, I'm more of an action figure guy, but I'm definitely getting the Fraser Pops. And it's long hair Fraser too. Yes, it is. Ah. Yes, it is. Finally. Yep. Finally. Yep. So I will be, I will be getting those. I, I have like, I think I. When I checked the app last time, I have like 28 Funko Pops. I have like a tenth of your collection. My mm. collections are basically action figures and stuff like that. So I'm an action figure guy. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's go back to the show. Yeah. Ended on a high note. Because mm-hmm. in, there's no high note in this movie to end it on. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah. Uh, join us next week as we start February. Which will be our, we're dubbing it, since February has Valentine's Day, which is a holiday of love and affection, we are going to bring to you movies that we love to hate. Mm-hmm. So it's movies that we enjoy watching, but they're bad. Like, there's no redeemable quality really in these movies. They're just fucking bad. Yeah. And we're starting off with, because we always do our two our two comic book movies a month. Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. Did we do a second combo movie this month? I don't think we did because you were using. No, your... we did. We did. Oh, this month, yeah, we did one hundred eighty four, and we did and, and Guardians of Galaxy. Guardians of Galaxy, yeah. Because uh, I know that the end of February is where your is your birthday. Mm-hmm. Originally, was supposed to be, it was supposed it was to be gonna, Superman. It was going to be Superman seventy eight, but I've, we've audible and we're doing. A new we've hope. pushed Superman seventy eight back almost as many times as No Time to Die has been pushed back. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it in May. We have like six movies lined up for May. May's got five weeks in it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. So, because actually, I... Uh, no. Uh, bear with me. Uh-huh. If I remember how to type. Yeah. Um, I know... Never mind, it came out in December. Yeah. I know we're starting off February with, with Batman and Robin. Yeah. What are the other... Bad movies. I can't remember because it's on the calendar out it's there. It's on the calendar. Yeah, so we'll let you know, everybody. You'll be as surprised as we will be. Mm-hmm. So. so this, this I movie, can't believe this went almost an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, this uh, movie went almost as long. This fucking review went, went as long as the movie should have been. Yeah. Well, George, Dean, I'll see you when I get back from Disney World. Yeah, have fun. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go on that racist fucking Jungle Cruise ride and that racist Song of the South ride. That isn't actually fucking race. You're right. But uh, enjoy yourself. Don't mm-hmm. get, don't get the COVID. And if you do get the COVID, don't come over here. Well, obviously, I don't think we get it. No, you'll be fine. You, Wear you're, a mask. Wash my yeah, hands. You, I'm all right. I, people seem to forget that I social distance before it was cool because I yeah. hate people. People are the fucking worst. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Dean Holtzapple. I am still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse. Boop, beep. No? What am I, fucking retard, man?